0: The House Armed Services Committee has approved a 2022 defense authorization bill chock full of amendments on issues ranging from the military's approach to artificial intelligence to buy American requirements. But the biggest addition to the legislation during the committee's markup last week was an extra twenty five billion dollars for the Pentagon's budget. For more on the defense bill, I'm joined by Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. Justin, good to talk with you. Hey, Eric. So how did the committee end up approving additional funding for the Defense Department?
1: right so this was going to be the big fight going into this markup last week you know the the house armed services committee had initially approved or was considering a bill that was at about $716 billion for the Pentagon budget for 2022. And that was in line with the Biden administration's request. But Republicans signaled that they wanted to boost the defense budget by about $25 billion ahead of the markup. And uh, ranking member Mike Rogers had said that he was going to offer an amendment. And he would, of course, need Democrats to join with him to join the Republicans in voting that through. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, they, uh, it, they voted through the amendment by a 42 to 17 margin with just about all the Republicans and, and several Democrats joining to boost the defense budget to about $740 billion for fiscal year 2022. And that's in line with the Senate Armed Services Committee's version of the bill. And so what that means is that essentially there's not going to be a big fight in committee over the defense budget for 2022. Progressive lawmakers had wanted to cut the defense budget going into this year. And of course, now you're getting uh, another big 5% increase. So they will likely have some problems with that number uh, going into the debate on the House floor. But as of now, it looks like that that fight is is basically going to be uh, null with a $740 billion defense budget for 2022 worked out. Of course, appropriators, they still have to come together and come up with the deal. This is just an authorization bill that authorizes appropriations. But for now, it looks like they've settled on that $740 billion number. And they're always there. Uh, what are the big
0: differences between the House and Senate approach to the legislation so far?
1: Well, there aren't any showstoppers so far this year. The big one is their approach to sexual assault and reforms around how the uh, the, the military um, actually ad- addresses sexual assault. So the Senate committee's bill had taken two, two approaches. They've um, removed prosecution of sexual crimes from the chain of command. They've also removed all felony uh, prosecutions from the chain of command. The House bill just removed prosecution of sexual crimes from the chain of command and they uh, set up uh, special victim prosecutors. So they're going to have to iron out those differences once each of the respective bills moves through the, uh, the the Florida Bay and they go into conference. Other than that, there aren't any major differences yet. But of course, as I said, you're going to end up having some amendments come through when the Senate considers the bill on the Senate floor, and of course when the House considers their bill on the floor as well. So there still could be differences that are introduced, but there aren't any major showstoppers so far this year.
0: We're talking to Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday. What else did the committee add during the markup?
1: Well, of course there were a ton of amendments that were added during the the markup that that. Uh, additional $25 billion. That amendment was approved at about 1 p.m. and they didn't wrap up debate until 2 a.m. on the following Thursday morning. One of the big ones was an amendment from Donald Norcross, a Democrat from New Jersey. He put forth an amendment that would increase the domestic content requirement under the Buy American Act for the Pentagon to 60% immediately and up to 75% by 2029. And this means that an item in order to be considered in compliance with buy american under this amendment 60% of the item would have to be made in america that's in line with the, with what the biden administration wants to do there is no similar provision so far in the senate bill so that's one of those little things that they'll have to potentially iron out in conference committee there was also additions on the artificial intelligence front and so Representative Jim Langevin from Rhode Island and Elise Stefanik from New York came together to offer 11 different amendments on artificial intelligence and how the Defense Department approaches that important area. One of them would have the Defense Department study whether a new contracting mechanism is needed to speed up software delivery at the Pentagon. And of course, software is very important to their AI efforts. Their amendments also include a provision that would require the Pentagon to develop a resourcing plan to implement a modern, robust digital ecosystem Of course, we hear all the time about how the Pentagon is lagging behind on technology, so that amendment would require them to at least come up with a plan to move beyond that. And speaking of digital ecosystem, the committee ended up rejecting an amendment um, on the JEDI cloud contract. It would have, in in Democrats' words, essentially relitigated the JEDI cloud debate by requiring the Defense Department to turn over all documents related to the DOD Inspector General review of that program. And so this amendment was put forth by Republicans. They said that there were issues with how the IG investigated the program. Democrats argued that this was essentially just going to slow down DOD's cloud efforts further, and the JEDI program, of course, has already been canceled. So in the end, Democrats ended up defeating that amendment, and there will be no further uh, investigation into the Jedi. At least so far, there could be further efforts on that front, as as I said, with with House and Senate floor debates. Another notable one is the an amendment from Representative Mike Gallagher to, in his words, reverse the corrosion of civil military norms. And, and this has to do with uh, high-ranking military officers serving as Secretary of Defense. Uh, of course, Lloyd Austin is a retired Army general. Jim Mattis was a retired Marine Corps general. And so Mike Gallagher's amendment, which was successful, would prohibit high-ranking military officers from serving as Secretary of Defense until at least 10 years after they retire from active duty. The only way around that prohibition would be a joint resolution that is enacted by three quarters of Congress. So this is, of course, going to make it a lot harder for future high-ranking officers to serve as Secretary of Defense immediately after retiring.
0: It's been on the minds of many, and I imagine it had to have come up during a debate about how to fund the Defense Department. What did the committee say on Afghanistan?
1: Sure, that was one of the the big issues during markup because of course they hadn't had a lot of chance to digest the situation in the preceding months when they were developing the underlying bill. So there were numerous amendments on Afghanistan from the markup. The underlying bill was already going to redistribute about $3 billion that was planned for the Afghan Security Forces Fund. And so that made it through the markup. And during the markup, Democrats joined with the Republicans to add several additional measures on Afghanistan. One will require the Pentagon to report on why it left Bagram Air Base and why it ended maintenance support to the Afghan Air Force. And another would require an annual report and twice a year briefings on the Pentagon's or on the military's over the horizon capabilities to conduct counterterrorism operations in Afghanistan following the pullout of, of U.S. military forces, of course. And yet another would create a 12-member bipartisan commission on Afghanistan to examine the entirety of the conflict and and to make recommendations on lessons learned from the war. Uh, you know, a lot of folks are are really worked up about the fallout from the from the military's uh, pull, pulling out of Afghanistan, of course, uh, but. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith had argued that they need to take an honest look at the entirety of the 20 years that the military was engaged in Afghanistan. And in the end, the panel approved that commission to do just that, to look at that two decade long conflict and and see see what went wrong and, and, and what could be taken forward as lessons.
0: All righty. Well, we'll be sure to watch out for that. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday, thank you so much for the insight.
2: All right. Thank you.